I knew they maybe looked good on me, but they didn't feel like me. And I promise, the better you get at shopping with a high maintenance purpose, the more you'll find your closet gradually filling up with clothes that you always want to wear. Hey there, I'm Renee, a self-proclaimed shopaholic turned minimalist. In just three years, my family and I downsized our house, paid off debt, and I learned to make passive income online so I could work anytime, anywhere. We did all of this in pursuit of a life of more freedom, flexibility, and fun. And the crazy part is, the more I detached from my stuff, the more I was able to let go of pesky habits like people-pleasing, saying yes to everyone, and being who I thought I was supposed to be rather than showing up authentically as who I am. That's why I want you to see the Unstuffed podcast not as a place for all things decluttering and organizing, but rather as a place where together we can unload it all. From donating those pants that no longer fit to bidding adieu to those relationships that have run their course, I want you to see our time together as a time where you can unwind, let go, come as you are, and there is no need to apologize for the mess. So let's shed some layers, drop some dead weight, and start living a little less stuffed. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. Now, I absolutely love putting together some content for you, especially when I can dig stuff up right from the heart or from experience. But remember, I absolutely love hearing from you guys too. So if you are a longtime listener of the podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would take two seconds to leave a review and let me know how the podcast is helping you out or hopefully improving your life in any way. I love taking the time to not only read your reviews for myself, but to take the time to read them back to you on the air. So If you haven't done that yet, it would mean so much to me if you would take two minutes and go ahead and do that. But today, however, our main focus is going to be something that I never thought I would be talking about as much as I do, which is shopping. When I was living in the midst of my shopping addiction, I was not picky or choosy about what items I brought home with me. In fact, Rarely, if ever, did I head into a mall or browse online with a particular item in mind. I usually spent my time just letting the sale tags talk to me louder than my own inner guide. And I think a lot of people do this. Since kicking my shopping addiction, I have started to understand that the real way to save money, shop smarter, and still have a closet that's filled with stuff that I love is to be a little bit more high maintenance when it comes to shopping. A lot of us have been led to believe that being high maintenance is a bad thing. I think especially as women, we've heard, you know, that high maintenance is, yeah, a negative thing. And nobody wants to be with a high maintenance person, right? Um, And a lot of us have been led to believe this is bad, that, you know, we're too picky or we're unpleasable. But in reality, I think more people need to start practicing the art of being high maintenance and refusing to settle for less than we deserve in every area of our lives. For now, because I only have so much time, 
let's just try to tackle the topic of being a little more high maintenance when it comes to shopping. But first of all, what is a high maintenance shopper? What does it mean to be high maintenance shopping? Just like in life, you know, I think a high maintenance shopper is someone who knows their worth and isn't going to settle for anything less than what they want. Now, this is like really hard to do, especially if you've been struggling with a shopping addiction for some time, because oftentimes those of us who struggle with impulse spending are also living with like a major scarcity mindset, this idea of lack. If you don't really know what a scarcity mindset is, you know, it's oftentimes that we're just too afraid to be high maintenance and picky about what we want because we fear if we want it, if we allow ourselves to truly want something, you know, we'll face that disappointment of it never showing up. So we just settle for less than we deserve um, so that we don't ever have to feel like we missed out on something we really wanted. You know, we, like I said, we do this in so many areas of our life. It's not just shopping. We skimp on relationships. You know, I, I can't count the number of times that I've had friends or even myself say, I don't want to leave him. You know, we knew we weren't happy in a relationship, but we didn't want to leave because what if this was as good as it gets? You know, that kind of mindset, um, that's a scarcity mindset rather than taking the leap and believing that there is exactly what you want out there waiting. But in a desperate attempt to avoid missing out, especially when it comes to shopping, we tend to overstuff our closets and homes with items that we buy just on a whim. You know, much of the stuff that we just pick up randomly spur of the moment never gets used, yet we can't let go of it because we have that fear mindset that just won't let us shake free. You know, we have this idea of like, well, what if I decide I need it someday and well, I already paid for it, so I may as well keep it. We have so many little excuses as to why we hang on to these things. Now, if you're readier than ever to kick that nasty spending habit and to kind of learn more about the scarcity mindset, definitely grab my shopping rehab guide. It's designed to help you understand this type of mindset, kick it to the curb, and then learn how to create balance when it comes to spending. It's all about learning high maintenance shopping. Now, first and foremost, before any of us can be high maintenance about anything, one of the biggest requirements we face is first knowing exactly what we want. This has been so heavy on my mind lately. It's kind of bananas, and I feel like it just keeps re-popping into um, my daily life. But if you are in the habit of buying stuff that is trendy or on sale, there's a good chance you might not actually know what you as an individual really want when it comes to style, whether it be in your closet or in your home. Most of, most of us are grown up being given little subliminal messages about who to be, how to dress, what it means to be a successful human. Our brains take these messages that we're given and just run with them without us ever really pausing to ask us if we agree to these little made up rules, right? Think back to childhood, school, your friend circle. What stuff did the people around you tell you was true about you or about the world? You know, so many people maybe hear like, um, oh, you're not very coordinated. Yeah, our family's not very good at dancing. Yeah, you know, or like good girls dress this way don't wear that. That color is not flattering on you. You know, we hear so many little things, whether it be 
about the big things in our life or about our style. And we just kind of start to believe them, even though they were someone else's opinion or someone else's thought about how they should live their life. The way we start to figure out what it is that we actually want, you know, in most areas of our life, it's just going to be a lot of trial and error, which is the last thing I think any of us want to hear, at least not me. I, <laughs> it took me a good 30 plus years to accept the fact that I wasn't going to get everything I wanted in the blink of an eye. Like, I hate that life is trial and error, but the acceptance of it just makes things so much easier. You know, after dating maybe three people, you get a better idea of what qualities you do and definitely do not want in a mate. Now, no one wants failed relationships, but it's through those failed relationships that we start to learn a little bit more about ourselves, right? And the same can hold truth for our wardrobe. I know I learned a lot more about my own personal style after I just went cold turkey on buying clothes for three years, which is something that I talk about. Episode 49, I share about how I stopped buying clothes for three years and talk about kind of how it changed my life. Now, if you're curious how you might be able to begin to learn more about your own unique style um, and kind of try to figure out what it is, you know, that works for you as far as clothing items and how to lay out your closet, your closet in a way that works for you, I definitely recommend episode 61 uh, where I talk with Jen from Everyday Style. It's a really great conversation about learning to understand your own personal style. It can be really helpful um, because we've been so fogged up by everybody else's messages and even by like society and trends and influencers, you know, it's so easy for us to get lost in other people's style and not know our own. Instead of aimlessly wandering the store, letting well-paid well marketers sway you toward the things that they want you to buy, it's such a great place to start shopping with purpose and start heading into the store with a clear goal and purpose in mind. I share a video on my TikTok and Instagram where I go shopping for a dress for the first time in like five years. And I kind of take you along and give you a sneak peek of what high maintenance shopping looks like for me, because I grab all these dresses, like basically grab a ton. I kind of had an idea of what I liked or what I wanted, but I grabbed anything that appealed to me and tried them all on. And while, you know, the comments from videos like this are always people saying, you look so cute in that one though. Oh, why did you get rid of that one? It looks so cute because I'm high maintenance and I might look good in something, but it doesn't feel right. Or it's not my style. You know, like they say like someone is so beautiful. She could look beautiful in a potato sack. You know, we've heard that saying before, like someone could look beautiful wearing a potato sack. Absolutely. There are people who could pull off a potato sack, but that doesn't mean they want to, if that makes sense, you know, and I'm not saying I tried on dresses that were potato sacky, but like, I knew they maybe looked good on me, but they didn't feel like me. And I promise the better you get at shopping with a high maintenance purpose, the more you'll find your closet gradually filling up with clothes that you always want to wear rather than feeling like there's never anything good in your closet, because you get to this point where you know what you want and refuse to settle for less. 
when it comes to shopping, especially for clothes, there are a few major things that can tip out of high maintenance and into impulse spending. So here are some things to be aware of. Other people's opinions, you know, something we like that's in the wrong size or the wrong color or something that maybe looks good, but feels weird. So let's talk about other people's opinions first. How many times have you stepped out of a fitting room, kind of shrugging your shoulders? Maybe you're not really feeling too thrilled about a sweater you have on, but your girlfriend gasps and is like, oh my gosh, it looks so good on you. Really? You know, you're like, I don't know. It just doesn't really feel good. It's kind of... And she's like, oh my gosh, yes, you have to get that. It looks so good. Even these tiny little things are a way of us listening to someone else's opinion. When you stepped out of that fitting room, you weren't feeling it, but you let someone else convince you to. And there's a really good chance that when we buy stuff like this, it's just going to sit in the back of our closet because someone else picked it out for us. The same goes for the wrong size or color. You know, we find an item that we love, but it's the wrong size or The one that we like, you know, doesn't come in the color we want. The scarcity mindset will kick in and start to believe that we're never going to find this item ever again. This is our one chance. We've totally missed out, Um, you know, that this was our last chance at happiness. And so we smush ourselves into maybe a too small clothing size. I know I have. Or something we're drowning in that just doesn't look right, that just hangs off of us in all the wrong places. So we can throw this not quite right into the cart, or we try to talk ourselves into, you know, I really like the pink, but maybe the blue will work. I could do the blue, you know, it's maybe the blue is on sale or the blue actually has the right size for you, but you just don't really like it. You know, we always try to talk ourselves into these silly little things. And the most important one for me is that it looks good, but it feels weird. You might look in the mirror and enjoy the view. Like I said, potato sack view but your body is screaming, get this thing off of me or something is just itchy or it feels like it fits wrong or it hangs in the weird place or you have to tuck it in or stand the right way to like the way it looks. You know, maybe visually it's appealing, but feeling uncomfortable in your own skin is never a good thing. And it's a good sign of something that you're never going to wear again. Another rule that I like to live by is preference before price tag. If I could share with you one of the biggest lessons I've learned after kicking a shopping addiction It would be to never let a price tag determine what comes home with you. Passing up a $40 sweater that you adore so you can bring home four sweaters from the clearance rack that are itchy or not quite your style is never a deal. It's a waste. Start working to see the value in spending a little bit more when it's necessary. I'm not saying you have to, you know, that doesn't necessarily determine a quality product either. But just on the things that you truly love and you can really see yourself wearing over and over again, rather than sticking with the, the more I buy, the more I get mindset. That's like, it's a trick still, it's a tricky way of still being in a scarcity mindset. Now, when I started minimalism, one of the silliest beliefs I had was that I was no longer allowed to like stuff anymore. Like I couldn't like clothes. I didn't like, I couldn't like style. I couldn't even think about how I looked before I left the house. Like it was just all ridiculous. 
But in reality, buying items is something all of us are going to be doing at some point in our lives, no matter how much we minimize our stuff. So this is exactly why it's a good idea to create a spending buffer that allows you a little bit more freedom when it comes to spending your money how you want to, especially if you struggle with the overspending, right? Or if you struggle with a low number in your bank account. Believe it or not, having a budget set aside solely for spending can actually help slow your impulses because you know there is a limited amount of money in your budget. And when there's a limited amount, you instantly become a little bit more high maintenance about how you spend it. So this is where I struggled. When I first started wanting to be good with money, I did not give myself any sort of leeway in my budget when it came to fund spending. I just paid my bills and I kind of almost like punished myself. Like you don't deserve to spend on anything good, you know? And I didn't know how to even do fun spending in a budget. I didn't know that was even a thing. You know, it's that whole, I didn't know what I didn't know. And then somehow I learned or heard someone say, you know, to allow myself to have some fun spending or, you know, Tom and I were about to snap. So we decided to create fun spending for ourselves. So we were able to carve out, I think, $100 each for fun spending each month. And I never in my life would have wanted to do this before in the midst of my shopping addiction because it would have been like limiting. It would have been so limiting. Um, But in, in reality, it could have been very freeing. Like, oh, sweet, I've set this money aside for me. I've got this here for me because I always wanted to spend And then the money guilt would set in, you know, so setting it aside and having that hundred dollars there, not only kind of took away my anxiety around spending money on myself, but it also gave me this way of being more high maintenance because I knew I had a hundred dollars and I would go, okay, I really want a Bluetooth speaker and I would really like just a cute new fun pair of pants. You know, I think those were maybe the two first things that I bought with my fun money. So I checked out the Bluetooth speakers. I'm like, well, I want one that's good. I want one that's small. I want, you know, I knew everything I wanted. I also don't want one that's like 150 bucks because I don't have 150. So I picked that out and then I was really intentional with my pants and it just kind of forced me to go, no, I don't need that. That's not important to me. That's not important enough for my hundred, you know, that kind of thing. Um, It helped enhance my mindset in that way just be mindful of the feelings that you're bringing to it. And if you need more help in this area, I have my, my guide shopping rehab to teach people to do this using cash app. Uh, and I walk you through like doing a spending inventory, all that stuff. So if this is a major area of struggle, I definitely recommend grabbing shopping rehab to help you get started. Another way to ensure that you're staying high maintenance. And of course, is something I talk about in shopping rehab as well is Staying in that high maintenance state of mind by doing a vibe check before you head out shopping. Now, vibes are a touch and go thing these days, I know, but I think we all can just tell, like we all have that feeling, that intuitive feeling. Um, and we kind of know where we're at. If you know if our emotions are dipping and they're low, we're low vibe, right? If we're in a really good, healthy place and we're feeling happy and at peace, we're in a high place. Um, you know, if you had a terrible day, you broke up with your significant other, you got a flat tire. Um, before you panic rush to target, you know, searching for something to make you feel better. That's low vibe, right? You know that. Or if you're going, oh, I shouldn't be spending this. Oh, but I just, I'm just so feeling so crappy and sad. I shouldn't be spending money. That's low vibe. 
that's low vibe shopping. It means you are approaching shopping from a low vibrational place of sadness, anger, frustration, anxiety, whatever it might be. So more than anything, I encourage you to step away from the store, put down the phone, um, and find a better solution, like taking a shower, taking a walk, watching a movie, calling a friend, distract yourself in some way until you are in a better, higher vibrational place. You know, think jamming up to music in your car, venting to that friend before you start swiping your credit card. Um, and the more you can do this, the more you will find that you are a lot less likely to have shopping regrets. I am a huge fan of learning how to become a high maintenance shopper. You know, like I said, it not only helps you reduce how much you spend on stuff you're never going to wear, but it allows you to create a life and home, a wardrobe, whatever it might be that just feels good. Like it feels high maintenance. It feels like the classiest, the best of, and you deserve the high maintenance. You deserve the classy. You deserve the best of. So don't you dare go forgetting it. Hey again, thanks so much for hanging out with me today on the Unstuffed Podcast. It means so much that you chose to carve out some of your precious time just to hang out with me. If you aren't quite ready for our time to end, head to the show notes where you can grab my free declutter checklist, join my newsletter subscription, and connect with me on some of your favorite social platforms. Sending you so much love until next time.